What's up, this your boy Lil Duval, and check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. This is your moment, your time to shine, your comeback. You're ready for the next step in your career, and you want an education employer's respect. So you're not just going back to school. You're coming back with Purdue Global. Backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected public universities, Purdue Global is built for people who bring their life experience into the online classroom. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Hey, it's Roy Wood Jr. We've got a little something different for you today. Now, you remember before the pandemic, you could stand around a water cooler and talk to your coworkers. We used to call it water cooler conversations, even though there was never really a water cooler there. Anyway, two of my good friends, Daily Show correspondent Dulce Sloan and Daily Show writer Josh Johnson, are known around the building for their water cooler conversations. And they turned it into a podcast. This is your chance to hear these two people go back and forth the way we get to hear it all the time in the hallway. The podcast is called Hold Up. Have a listen. Hey everybody, welcome to Hold Up. <laughs> I am now realizing that a podcast hosted by two black people called Hold Up is, is, is a problem. It's a problem, but we already named it. This is this is fine. I'm just wait. Johnson. We can't do first. Okay, first of all, it might be better because it's like this is a Hold Up. Like I you I hear what you're saying. I hear yeah, you on yeah. FM. I feel I feel like Hold Up works though. I think it gets people's attention. Hey man, yeah. hold up. Yeah, hold it's up. like yeah. I mean, <laughs> or it can only be called like okay. What? Listen, like, and yeah, there's yeah. no way and to that, like type that no out. Copy for that, so we no. have to go and hold up. <laughs> we gotta go and hold up. We gotta go and like, all right, hold up. All right. Well, if you heard that last part, you already know what the name of the show is. Welcome to Hold Up. It's uh, <laughs> me, Josh Johnson, writer for The Daily Show with my partner in conversations that go on way too long, Dulce Sloan, and we're gonna be taking it to to the true edge, the brim of issues that don't matter at all to anybody but us. And mm. we're going to have it out. So you need to know ahead of time, this is what we do. This is how we talk to each other anyway. All right. I don't want, I, I don't want anybody listening in thinking, wow, wow, they're getting heated. It's not heated. It's just the truth. It's what's happening. Sometimes mm. when you write, you have to let people know. And sometimes those people are some of your good friends. <laughs> Okay, because, like, Josh, how many times have we been, like, I think people would call it arguing, but for yeah. us, it's just a regular, like, conversation, discussion people, situation. People from far away definitely think it's arguing because yeah. I, I have a lot of, like, well, get, well, give me a second to, like, I have a lot of those stunted sentences, and mm-hmm. those always sound like they go in an argument when right. really I'm just trying to think. Right. So it's just like, okay, so hold up. Wait a minute. So it's like you have that thought process because it's like there's so many times I've been talking in the office and somebody was like, y'all should do this as a podcast. I'm like, hey, man, I ain't doing this for free. Instead of talking to Josh, I'm already getting paid to be at work to talk to this man. I ain't finna do it on this uh, white man's internet and not get no coins for it. So we out here, uh, me and Josh talking about things that uh, only really... We, well, like we care about them, but I think like people as a whole care about them. I would, I would hope so. Here's the thing: today we're going to be talking about conscious hip hop versus club hits. Which one's better? And see, I'm- I think see, we're already in a place that's wild because you can't say which one is better, right? It's which one do you? I can. I no, can. you can't do that. Listen, <laughs> it's. It's which one you prefer, okay? okay? It's like, which one do you prefer? Because I'm going to say, because you have one that you think is, like, better. Mm-hmm. And then I have one that I think is preferable to listen to. Okay. All right. Because so when we I say will... better, what are the qualifications for that? Okay. Okay. That's a good point. Because my thing is, I'm going to go with conscious hip-hop because, one, I think I enjoy the journey more. Is it too because you're wearing that hat? 
Okay. Wow. Wow. We're already <laughs> going for personal attacks that have nothing to do with the argument. I love this hat. It says achieve on the side. I. It says achieve on the front. You turn it to the side. It says achieve on the side that I chose to be the side. <laughs> it's round. Any side could be the side. You could Absolutely. have it in the back. Absolutely. I could. And then people from the back would be like, who is that achiever walking past me? I can't. <laughs> back to the topic at hand though all i'm saying is that conscious hip-hop it takes you it takes you to a place that helps you digest society as it's happening in the moment or the past as as the people living in it saw it and club hits it's just heathenism you know it's just it's just sort of rubbing together listen as a christian woman all right <laughs> I don't know what you believe in. I don't know what God you serve. But <laughs> <laughs> we've never really talked about uh, what faith you have. Uh-huh. Um, so this is the thing. It's I listen to NPR. Okay, I listen okay. to NPR. I get on CNN. I am very aware of all of the things that are happening. Absolutely, right? absolutely. This is happening here. This is a problem here. Ooh, we got to go march again, right? So, <laughs> is that way? Is that how you react? <laughs> Ooh, we got to go, go march again. again. I mean, we've been marching my mother's. We've been marching forever. Yeah, we've been marching for a while. I feel like that's honestly just a, a prerequisite to black fitness. You know, it's just, ah, guys, we got to get out there and it is way over there. So Listen, we're going to be building these calves, going to be fighting the power. The best thing that ever happened to marching was a sneaker. Yeah, because they, they, they could was stop out- it. That, that's, <laughs> when sneakers came out, they were like, who is going to stop these blacks? Listen, because before they was out there marching in a straight church shoe. But, just yeah, when you try to march bottom. in church shoes, you really have to think about how much you care about the thing that you march it for. Because about after eight steps, you're like, hey, hey, listen, could we stay? We can still sing. We can sing and be still. Can everything be a sit in? Can everything mm-hmm. be a sit? I, I mean, they would to I, sit right now. Listen, I feel like you just you, the sitting <laughs> came from the marches being too long. <laughs> like, like, hey, hey, listen, we can't make all of us can't make it all the way over there. So let's just take over a lunch counter because they don't let us eat it there anyway. So let's right. just we'll kill two with one. Let's make it happen. I'll let you help hit me with the milkshake before I walk in these church shoes mm-hmm. for seven miles. Yeah, because you know what? A milkshake washes off. Bunions don't. No, no. I can get a new press and curl. OK, I can wash this dress. But my feet, on the other hand, my Achilles is going through it. So <laughs> going my through. Achilles is killing me. It, man, I mean, I understand why it's such an issue. So fucking up my ACL. Um, when I'm listening to music. Mm hmm. I don't want to think about all the shit that's wrong in the world. Okay. I want to stop. I'm here to listen. I don't want to hear about all the hardships in your neighborhood and all that other nonsense. Okay. I want to hear about that shit. (laughs) Fucking I don't want to hear about your local struggle. (laughs) No, I don't want to hear about how hard it is in your corner of America. Bruh. No. Oh, you robbing? Oh, we're everybody's robbing. Okay, first and wow, foremost, everybody's robbing. Really bad on third and ninth, <laughs> right? Like, oh, well, let's go to the Bronx. Like, I don't want this play-by-play news story of what the fuck, what's fucked up in your area. Like, I'm not. <laughs> I don't want. I don't need that. I don't want that because I already know. I already know shit's bad over here. Shit's bad over here. There's already the misconception that people think like, oh, well, like the North's not as racist, which is a lie. And it's like, oh, it's not as in your face. I'm just like, okay, so yes, this man not ha- might not have a Confederate flag t-shirt on, but he's still not going to let you rent this fucking apartment. So who gives a shit? Yeah, so yeah, yeah. people are like, oh, it's not in your face racism. All racism in your fucking face. If you won't let me live here, it's in my face. Some goofy bitches in the lobby asking me to prove when I live here. I'm like, bitch, I got a key fob. If you touch me, I'm going to slap you. Back the fuck like it's <laughs> we already have the shits. Sure, sure. So when I'm listening to my musica, I don't wanna hear that shit. You know what I wanna hear about when I'm listening to my musica? What is that? Guns, hoes, money. That's okay. what the fuck I wanna hear about. 
I want to hear what you out here doing. Is you getting these hoes? Is you taking these drugs? How many bottles did you pop today? Like, that's what I want to hear. I want to hear a repetitive beat that'll let me shake something. That conscious rap, you can't... Sh- I was like, I always think about this. I was like, so, do they have, like, conscientious rap clubs? Like, you just sitting in there thinking <laughs> with a bunch of other niggas? <laughs> you just sitting thinking bobbing. <laughs> yeah, you just bobbing back and forth going, oh. It's hard out here. No, bro. I want to shake something. I'm trying to forget. I'm trying to see how many men want me to rub my butt on their pelvis. I don't appreciate that. But let's see what happens. He could be a nice man. People are throwing books at people putting their clothes on. Right. Like, oh, it's like this nigga here in a jacket. Are all y'all wearing a jacket? Everybody got too many clothes on in this club. So. Okay. Okay. I don't. I want, like, for me, it's like, I don't want to say like escapism. Mm-hmm. But it's like I already know about all of the shit that's bad. Gotcha. I don't need you. I don't need you to put the news to a beat. I don't need that. So I will say this. Okay, so you you have perfectly made your point and teed me up for mine because mm. Mm, the guns, the hoes, the money, the butt rubbing. It's it's all it's, since it's all the same. I can't yeah. I can't. After a while, you lose me. You know, but, it's like, so, I want you to rub all my butt like this. I want to rub all your butt like that. It's just it's it's not only a bit repetitive, but it's like I can guess the ending of the song. OK, but in your social conscious rap, mm-hmm. I can also guess the ending because y'all still out here being broke. The government still fu- the cops are still <laughs> killing us like fuck the police is a song that can come out every single year. Sure, sure. Like, we're not, like, it's the same thing. We're not learning new shit. Yeah. Nothing new is happening. Nothing is truly, ch- you're still, what, the, what are you, what's the new topic? Gentrification? What are you talking about now? Dogecoin? Are you trying to fix the hood? Are they, <laughs> that's what, that's not what's happening in these songs. No one's giving you, like, hey, we gonna strategize. Like, no one's, like, Common's not telling you how to win a local election. Like, that's not happening. They're like these are the so, fun, you know. Hmm. That that is that is good. Then that means that the only thing missing bridging this gap between us would be a conscious rap that wasn't about something that happened. It was it's about a plan. So if, if you if you heard a song that was about a plan that was like this is how we're gonna take over half of Mississippi, you would be down for it. You couldn't do something bop to it, but you could you could be like, okay, this is a nice flow and a good plan. I like this plan. I mean, isn't the goal always to bop, though? You got to get if if it's not a bop. I mean, people ain't gonna listen to it. So you still got to get somebody a bop. Here's the thing about bops, though. People are now, especially with club hits, people are now forgetting to even check for the lyrics. You don't know what you're bopping your head to. You could be bop. You could be bopping your head to just pure, unadulterated gang violence on you. The song could be about beating you, and you're like, "Man, this thing slaps!" And then all of a sudden, yeah. people jump you, and you have no idea why. My thing is, I truly understand that the J. Coles of the world, you can't, you can't really dance to it. You can't really like, like, like swing your hips. But oh, if he can't ride a flow, if he if he if he can't put something out there that not only I understand that you don't want to think as much because this is kind of like how I like. I think that we're this mirrors our personalities, though, because Mm -hmm. I very much like documentaries and you very much like Korean dramas. You know, I love a documentary. The problem is all the documentaries now are about true crime and (laughs) I don't want to see true crime. Also. It's always true crime documentaries about white people getting murdered. Like, niggas get murdered. People of color get murdered. Like, y'all ain't trying to do no cold case of, you know, a black man who was incarcerated. Uh, yeah, yeah. And he was an innocent person. Like, yeah. the Innocence Project, if the Innocence Project became a production house, they'd win yeah. every Oscar. Can I, can I, I, I'm digressing for a second, but this is, that you just reminded me of this. As someone who has seen real crime. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is messed up but like <laughs> i wonder what it's like when you see a crime and then you see a documentary about that crime and you're like man they should have interviewed me they got it all wrong this is, Listen, this is nothing like what happened I was, yo, I was there for it i'm in the shot i'm in the shot and they didn't get me Listen, I had a neighbor on Gangland one time, and my mother was like, this is nonsense. This is absolute lies. Lies! 
None of this was happening. Like she was so aggravated because she she was just like, they wasn't doing half of this shit. So when it came out, we were like, like me and my homeboy, like I was talking to my homeboy and my like and his sister, it were like this motherfucker was lying. Like the whole time we was watching it, and then there was some dude on there who was supposed to be in the gang. Yeah. And then nobody knew who he was. Sort of like they just hired some actor. I'm like, they didn't have enough of a story because this gang wasn't doing what they said it was doing. Also, you were a gang in the suburbs. Like, calm down. Like, they must have just, like, I don't know if Gangland that week was just out of gangs. And was like, well, we heard about this over in Gwinnett County. And I'm just like, hey, man, this is wild. But, um, (laughs) (laughs) but my mother was like, this is nonsense. My mother literally went, they should have interviewed me. I told him I was like the last thing you need is to be on gangland. The thing that I love about gangland type stuff though is it's a perfect opportunity to hype up your gang so you could be yeah. like a lot of people don't know we killed JFK. That was us. <laughs> they thought we weren't really out here like that but we've been out here, okay? And we we got that man, all right? Could you imagine if, like, it was like Maldito Tres? It was like, yeah, Holmes, we got JFK. We got JFK. (laughs) All right. And the FBI was so scared that they covered it up. What if the Crips Crips just killed JFK? I imagine they could have done it, but by accident. They have no. They just saw a drop top and they were just like, yeah, that's that fool. You're like, oh, that was the president? Nigga, damn. Yeah, that w- that's our bad because he was going to sign that voting rights bill, too. He was Ooh, definitely going to sign the I... Civil Rights Act. Fuck. We should have asked more questions. This is it. Your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of. A degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global. Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. When you have health insurance, it's easy to think, I'm covered, no worries. Well, not so fast. Remember, your out-of-pocket costs are not covered by insurance. That can be a lot of money for your family. But how do you know you're not being overbilled? It's estimated that over 50% of medical bills contain errors. Unless you're a billing expert, how do you know your medical bills are accurate? HealthLock can help. HealthLock is a healthcare technology company that securely connects with your insurance. When your medical claims come in, HealthLock technology reviews the claim for errors like overbilling, wrong codes, and fraud. HealthLock makes it easy to find and fix hidden errors so you pay only what you owe you can even have health lock work on your behalf to get money back from select past bills to date health lock has helped its members save over 130 million dollars bottom line insurance alone isn't enough to save visit healthlock.com do it today before you see another health care provider that's healthlock.com so here's the thing about club hits. All right. Okay. <laughs> the other thing is that this is this. I'm going to make this point and I'm, I'm excited. You don't even want to make it. I'm excited to hear your counter, though, because I, okay. I, I understand I'm stepping into. To precarious waters. So basically, a lot of the club hit game is so rigged that I honestly have a hard time respecting it. There are some, like Atlanta is a great example. Atlanta club hits are authentic. 
They're yeah. like they're like people run up on a DJ or they have a friend that that can get their stuff played and then some people play it then they play it in that club people follow that person on Instagram DJ gives them a shout out they build up a real following and everything mm-hmm. but the the rest of the the game at large the broad like brush strokes of music it's still the same like label payola type thing that we pretend we aren't still doing from the 70s or whatever like like it's still very much like okay i have the back end of this person to get me a feature by this person and get pumped up by this person so now all of a sudden my club hit is 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 like on fire but i'm like if this was if this had to exist in a vacuum it would have never got here whereas i feel like a lot of conscious songs don't really have that problem it's like most of the most of the conscious rappers that i enjoy are only semi-famous. They're not like because the shit level. is boring. Them niggas still work at Office Depot because nobody fucking cares. That's the thing. Like nobody is like sitting up running them to a club. Is like, hey, let me hear this. I don't even know no socially conscious rappers because that's how much I don't care. But so give me a socially conscious, like a real like socially conscious rapper, like a conscious con. Like give me a uh, name no one. name. Okay, I've heard a no name. Yeah, but no name is not no name is is not Cardi B. No name is not like like she is at a place where I I don't think this should happen, but I think very well she is going to plateau where she's at because now the people that know about her love her, talk about her, and everything. But for whatever reason, it doesn't spread even more. To every to like everything hits everything hits critical mass. Like at a certain point, you're just famous. Mm-hmm. Like, there's not new people. Like, Brad Pitt is famous. He's established, right? Mm-hmm. Like, Angela Bassett established. Like, Angela Bassett legit famous. But yeah. Loretta Devine is not as famous as Angela Bassett. Mm-hmm. But Loretta Devine, like, it's crazy. Because, like, I feel like sometimes, like, certain people are, like, black famous. Mm-hmm. Like, a lot of time when I'm on the shade room, they'll be talking about people. I'm like, who the fuck is this? Yeah. Who the yeah. fuck is that? Like, there's so many people they talk about on the shade room. Like, I don't know who any of these motherfuckers are, but I should know. So, but I think the other thing that I think about, like, when it comes to like socially con- like conscious rap or like stuff like that, is like, like I think about like first, like the number of when I look at like the number of white people that try to like talk to me about like rap, like music. If it's if it's a white girl, she's asking me if I know who Lizzo is. When I'm just like, well, first of all, I'm not Lizzo, so leave me alone. Uh, second, beat it, lady. Like I get it. Go away. Stop talking. You're not gonna connect oh with God. me on this, okay? Talk to me yeah. about Little Wayne, you goofy lady. But when I look at like, like what I think about the number of white people that's like, well, I'm really into old school hip hop, and I'm like, really? Because we're done with it. That's why we call it old school hip hop. <laughs> No. Like it's not because like if you think about like hip hop back like the because the style changes so much because mm-hmm. at first it was all conscious right sure sure and then there was a break like a whole you know like a Protestant Catholic situation mm-hmm. where it was just like we're all doing the same thing and then there was a break where it was just like I just want to have fun I yeah. just want to I just want to go out I want to dance and that is it because i am very aware of like who consumes what so it's interesting that people are like well because they try to act like that you know black people don't contribute to the american economy whatsoever which is wild because we are some of the biggest consumers but when it comes to like when i talk when it's like it's conscious rap music Mm -hmm. the people who are talking to me about conscious rap music a lot of times are white people Mm -hmm. so it's like they're getting new information because like as black people because we're not the dominant culture because we're minorities in this country quote unquote we have to know all of the white things yeah but white people aren't required to know the black things that's fair so they're listening and he's like oh my god i didn't know that this was such a problem i'm like what do y'all do all day what do you do? Like, how do you not know that there are issues in other community? Like, it's that's the thing that's always been wild to me, where it's just like, I just, I just wasn't. I mean, are y'all really sure? Like, when are you're you asking, sure, are you sure? Like, when I, like, if I interacting with him, like, I've had a dude like be aggressive to me and like rude to me on set, 
Mm-hmm. And then I had someone say to me, well, is that your perception of it? And I just went, I don't, I don't need that. Yeah, that's not helping at all. I don't need you to second guess what I'm doing. What yeah. I need you to do is listen to what I'm saying and fucking fix it. Yeah. That's what I need you to do. So in those situations where it's just like people just second guessing like what you're saying and what your experience is. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of times when it comes to stuff like this, it's just people going, well, I didn't know they were going through so much. So they're like catching up on news that happened 20 years ago. Cause yeah, like, that's fair. Cause it's like now, like, as I was saying before, it's, we're going to dance forever. We're going to shake forever. Like, I feel like that's why sometimes like when a bunch of black people laughing bothers white people so much because no matter They've done all of these things for all, like, we've literally been in America for, like, 402 years. Mm -hmm. And it's gotten better than it was before, because before we were stolen and brought here, answers were stolen and brought here as property. So it's better than it was before. But we're still dealing with things that we've been dealing with since Jim Crow. Mm-hmm. It's like Jim Crow ended on paper, but now it's like we desegregated schools and now they've resegregated schools but they've done it so slowly. You just look up and you're like, wait a damn, eh, ain't no white kids at this school. What the, f- they got us again. Yeah. So when I look at stuff like that, it's like, we are, what are we doing? Cause we're, there's still going to be the break happened for a reason. Mm-hmm. Like the, like the split happened for a reason. Cause it just gets to the point where you're just like, every time I turn on a record, I can't hear about this shit because it's like, is there conscious R&B? Or is that just neo-soul music? I mean, it, yeah, he, he might be alone in that. <laughs> right. <laughs> or is it just spoken word? Also, spoken word. Ugh, it's just poetry. What are we doing? <laughs> it's just poetry. It's low-key rapping. Like, what are we talking about right now? Yeah, but, I do feel like spoken word is for conscious rappers who have trouble staying on beat. <laughs> You know, they're like, uh, I just got to go with, you know, my God giving gifts. Let me be the beat. And then there's like that, that bass is throwing me off. Let me just do my thing. Cause it is, it, I mean, I've never seen a, a spoken word poem that I thought was like, oh, this sh-. like, I felt before that some of them should be songs, but then I was like, no, there's no beat to like, like his top end and his back end are like. Completely. So I guess if he had a beat switch, he could make it work with both. But that's that seems too hard now. But they're He's, all doing. But the thing is, they're all doing the same. It's like like have you ever been in like a salsa club? Yeah. But so it's basically the same song all night. It it kind of is, but some people like. <laughs> so I don't know if you watch any spoken word. Uh, I used to when I was Absolutely in high school. Absolutely not. And two things happened. There was a big schism in spoken word where some of them stayed with like that, like bongo beat type, yeah. like, and my brother, like that, that yes. thing. And then other ones really did start like almost rapping, but they would just go so fast until they were out of breath. And you would actually hear them go <gasps> like it was it, like you could hear them gasp because they were just like streamlining the whole poem. And, and my brother, I'm trying to tell you that it's like, yeah, you're not twisted. Just tell me the words. Yeah. And both of them couldn't go to a beat. They stopped doing the. OK, so this is. <laughs> so they, they stopped should, doing the fast thing because it made no sense. No, no, no. I, I wish. But uh, in Chicago, I went to a open mic night a couple times, like as I was getting into stand. It was a mixed open mic. It was like stand up a little bit Gross. of everything. Gross. And there was this uh, guy that would do spoken word. And the first two times he, the first two times he brought bongos, but even he could tell he couldn't keep up with what his hands were doing. So <laughs> then the next two times I saw him, he didn't have any bongos. He just left him at home. I mean, you have to realize, cause it's like that kind of like beatnik thing from the fit. Like, it's funny. Cause like the only people, like certain people still swing dance mm-hmm. and then like this beatnik, like the rockabilly kind of vibe that some people still fuck with. Yeah. And then, like the 50s was such an amazing time. Um, <laughs> kind of rough for everybody, basically. Uh, 
it's like black people went, yeah, that beatnik shit, we'll keep it. And then it just turned into spoken word. Yeah. Because, okay, so where does Kendrick Lamar fall on this? He, I think he falls in conscious because of the the damn album and the Pulitzer. Like he was already like section 80 and the Pippa Butterfly, all that stuff like that. Those weren't really, he did kind of bridge a little bit because he had songs like, um, he had songs like I, he had, he had songs like, like DNA. He had things that people like bop to in a, in a way that was not like club dancing, but it was like, they were really rocking with it and everything. So he's sort of like, an outlier of a lot of these other people because he but like if you played be humble in a club Mm -hmm. it would bop like people would dance to that so he kind of found a way to like bridge it Mm -hmm. i am not what what blasphemy what are you (laughs) go ahead and say what you're gonna say because i'm already upset (laughs) go ahead and I do enjoy his music, but what I will say is that I'm not a huge Kendrick Lamar fan because I think he sounds like a Muppet. So you could have stopped at not a huge fan. <laughs> See, this is this is what you do. This is this is your whole vibe. You like to put your foot on the line and make sure your toe is over it. Like <laughs> Why, Ten what, toes down, baby. Why? Why would? Why would you even need to include that? But I, I can respect you not being a huge fan. I'm just saying. I think. But that, when you say you're not a big, like when you say you're not like a Kendrick, people are like people want quantifiers. Well, why? Well, what is it? And my reason is, his voice sounds like it's being done by Jim Henson. That's my, okay. it like a Frank Oz kind of like just Sesame Street Muppets Take Manhattan. More like a Muppet. Unless Sesame Street, way more Muppet. So like, what you so here's the thing. First of mm-hmm. all, you owe those people nothing. Second, the qualifier doesn't make it better. The quali- like the qualifier is only gonna take what you're doing right now, which is taking a Kendrick Lamar fan and coming to you actually had common ground and then you decided to jackhammer it. You had like I was like, hey, you're not a huge fan. I, I can live with that. And then you were like, let me throw in a couple things. Yeah. I like what he's saying. I just don't like. I I can can say this. I'm very into people's voices. Right. Okay. Okay. So that is important for me. Like I, I listen to like the quality, the timber of someone's, the musicality of someone's voice. Right. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So to me, if you sound like you should be standing next to Gonzo, I'm not, I'm not really gonna be so i will i will ask you this question about club hits in general i understand what you're saying about the the consciousness sometimes being a bit too much but here's the thing i i there there's two points that i basically want to try to make simultaneously so address whichever one of them first that you that you feel needs addressing one i would make conscious socially conscious rap only a part of the pie of what I feel like conscious rap is. Sometimes mm. I think conscious rap is just all outright lyricism, like all, like outright saying anything. Because it because I understand the socially conscious stuff is is exhausting to a to a degree, especially when you live it. And you know, being at the Daily Show, we have to read about it and and like yes. work in it. So I understand needing a break and not being like I want a reminder of what I left when I go home. But I think that when you take the time to put in incredible alliteration and, and like all of these aspects of poetry into your lyrics, I, I personally, only me personally also put that in, in a conscious vibe because I'm, so you think there aren't club rappers that are writing good lyrics. I think that there are some, but I think that overall the same way that you told me that like, Hey, at a certain point we, we get it. I yeah. think that that's how I feel about a lot of club hits because I'm like, here are all the things that I at least that because of, because of who I am because I'm like you know you know me but if if you're listening you might not I'm hmm. like a nerd I'm like I'm like a pretty uh, 
would you, would you, what would you call it? I'm like, you got that book learning person, you know? Yeah. So, you got the book learning. You real chill. So um, I, I mean, don't I don't as much with the club themes. So that that's why I'm, that's what knocks me out of it. Cause I'm just like, well, I don't drink. Um, mm-hmm. you know, I'm more of a relationship person. I don't, this I can't do the, the, the mushing together with strangers. You know, I, I have to, I have to know a person. So a lot of that, a lot of that stuff is, is out for me. I mean, I'm not some harlot out here just rubbing up against any man, any Tom, Dick and uh, Jamal. I, uh, I didn't say that was, that was it at all. <laughs> I'm saying that's what knocks me out. I'm not talking. <laughs> I hear you. I mean, it's like, you know, sometimes, you know, some man starts rubbing on you and you're like, okay, sir, get off me. You feel broke. Beat it. Um, wait, 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 wait. Sorry to digress again. Mm. But how does somebody dance broke? <laughs> how does somebody it's a, it's a, how it's does a somebody dance behind you broke? <laughs> it's a feeling. It's it's a vibe. It's a it's a just a it's just a knowing. Like I've only probably been in a relationship with like one really good man, mm-hmm. and he okay. was a convicted felon. So, <laughs> which is neither here nor there. So. <laughs> Just to, like the American justice system hates us. Uh, but like, for instance, I can spot a trash ass dude from 50 paces. I okay. can feel him. Right. Okay. Just like I always know when I see a theater kid, you always know, like within five seconds of talking to somebody, like when people are like, I'm a comic. And it's like, no, you're an open micer. Like stuff. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, it's kind of like the same kind of thing. But there have been times where you just be out and some dude will just come up behind you. And you're just like, dude, No. Cause like mm-hmm. some days you go out, you're like, I just want to dance with my friend. I'm not here to give some man a partial erection. Get off me, right? Now this is my so, question. So I had a dude. So we were out one night because like I quit wearing heels to the club because I was just like, this is, <laughs> yeah, this is why stupid. Hurt yourself? Right. I don't want to be in this girl. I don't want to be in the group of girls around a pile of shoes. Like I'm okay. Keep, <laughs> keep dropping cups in here. This floor is slippery. I'm busting my ass. This is all a fire hazard. I'm not doing it. But this dude came up behind me one time at a club in Atlanta and I was dancing and then he came up behind me and I stopped moving. And he was like, hey. And I was like, no. And he started hitting me on my side. And I was like, sir, I am not Seabiscuit. Stop hitting me on my side. I'm not, I'm not doing it. No, that thank you. Wild. And, and when he came up behind me, I was just like, mm, I feel unsavory individual. Uh <laughs> like sometimes you just know there's a criminal behind. Like sometimes you just know they're like, this is not a good part. There's plenty of times I've been tricked just recently, just ah, fooled. But also sometimes you just want to go out. You want to be with your friends. And I don't want some man behind me. Like off me. Get off me. Beat it, nerd. So like I understand. But there is those times where I'm like listening to like, you know, club hits and stuff like that. Where I'm just like, all right. Yep. We're drinking again. We're drinking again. We're taking Mm -hmm. all the drugs again. We're getting these hoes and all this other shit. So it's just... You can get too full of one or the other, right? Yeah. yeah. It's like when you go to like a Latin club and they're just like, okay, we're going to play merengue for a little bit. We're going to play a bachata for a little bit. We're going to play salsa for a little bit. Because like if you're just hearing like a salt, like salsa all night long mm-hmm. or bachata or merengue or any of that, because of the dance that you do to those songs, it's basically like the same melody just set a little bit different. And then it's just someone else singing about being in love. So... After a certain point, you're just like, I can't hear this song again. But if you put on Suave Mente, it's going down. Please know that about me. But <laughs> <laughs> like, I feel the way about Suave Mente, like I feel about Nuck If You Buck. Like, that's where I am with both of them. It's just like, yeah. if it comes on, I go all the words, it's going down. We used to sing it in the hallway in my high school. Um, so just somebody would just be in the hallway and somebody would yell, Suave Mente. And everybody going to class would go, Besame. And then we'd go keep, keep going to class. So mm-hmm. also mm-hmm. in the Jodeci, ooh, yeah, we had fun. So, but it does get to a point where you're just like, I can't hear about this club shit anymore. I can't hear about this social shit anymore. Mm-hmm. You just have to, that's why I get confused when people like don't listen to like different genres of music. Like, yeah. so this is all you listen to. I have met people like that. It's wild. I'll throw on like, 
it's literally I have like the other day I listened to Ariana Grande, mm-hmm. a bachata song, and then a gospel song, and this was one, two, three. Yeah, yeah. So it's I feel I th- like <laughs> people. I have people who would agree with me about conscious rap that only listen to it, and they're too much for me. I'm like, hey, unless you, yeah, unless you're gonna go do something, we can't just sit here. Like, like. I've been I've been in those sessions where you just chill with a friend and they're like, oh, yeah, put on put on that other album, put on that other album. And I'm like, this clearly doesn't motivate you to do anything because <laughs> because they're sad, Josh, because they're sad. At least when you're listening to little John, you just want to get up and run around or just yell. Yeah. Like you want to do yeah. something. Yeah. I, but those, Little I think John those is the soundtrack to my friends getting arrested. That like, like no. <laughs> I'm telling you, that, that's a, I think that's the other reason why I don't mm-hmm. vibe with club stuff as much because I just I have a lot of bad memory. Okay, this is that this may have to be cut. This is fine though. But uh, I went to a club one time where it was a local. You talked about you don't want to hear local conscious rap. That's like no. what's going on over there. Yeah. What I tell you that a lot of because you're from Atlanta, so I think I, I think yeah. I can safely say you've been spoiled with good, like underground hip hop beats. Good. Oh no, like- a lot of it's trash. A lot of the times you'll see some dude, and you're at a club or something or a bar. At, you're at a club, and then they'll just have some local act come up and just tell you what's happening on like Bouldercrest, and you're just like, yeah, yeah, nigga, that's one street, dude, or like whatever they're doing on like the south side. Yeah, and I'm like. Hey, man, like you got to also, I think you're dry snitching first and foremost. Yeah. First and foremost. That's that's I think that's my other issue is that a lot of these these club hits are not they're not put together the most creative way. So then you just end up presenting exhibit A in court. Like, like you don't, you don't have anything else to say. You don't have any sort of flowery language to hide the fact that this is exactly what you did. Like, like, <laughs> yeah, it's like, okay. And I shot him and I, it was like the, you know, there's like a whole key and peel sketch about it. Yeah. Where and I shot just, him and it was Tuesday and it, it yeah, at a certain like, point it, you're like, guys, I, you're making me nervous. Cause I'm here to watch the show. Like they might take right, all like, of us. I'm an accessory to what's happening right now. But it's like, but I think there, there's a place for both of them. I just think for me, it's, I mean, I do understand that it's a way to let people know who aren't on the up and up when it comes to like getting their news or before there was like social media and you really only knew you didn't have a whole worldwide kind of like perception of what was really happening in other places. So I think socially conscious rap could tell you what was happening somewhere else. Because the West Coast came out with some club boppers, the South known for it. But like, I don't know. Cause like, you know, one of our like, you know, one of our friends just constantly likes to shit on like Southern hip hop because he thinks that Northern hip hop is better. And I'm just like, what do you niggas do when you go to the club? <laughs> like truly, truly. If you're in here playing Wu-Tang all night, what are you really? Yeah. Because the thing is, they're not talking about that much different shit. Yeah, it's, yeah. It's just the beat is different. Like, your issue is, like, how they sound and what the beat sounds like. But it's, okay. like, no one's really... I've never been to... Because even, like, those fucking, like, spoken word shows are kind of depressing. The neo-soul shows is just, like, okay, everyone in here is... You're currently... I don't know how you burn incense in your own dreads, but whatever. So it's like, I get it. All right. White man's religion is trash. Got it. Got it. Got it. Got it. These crystals will help you. Cool, 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 cool. That's what you believe in? Fine. Fuck with it. But you get in those shows and you're just like, okay, everyone's in earth tones. Mm -hmm. And they're still talking about fucking. Like, that's the thing. At the end of the day, everybody's talking about fucking. In whatever way you're doing it. Mm Mm-hmm. You're talking about fucking. So, like, I think, like, a, one of the best examples, like, a socially conscious rap song that I could fuck with is, like, you know, that Tupac song, Brenda's Having a Baby? Mm-hmm. Great example of a socially conscious song that you can bop to, right? Yeah, it's like, yeah. damn, teen pregnancy is a problem in our community. But also, hey. <laughs> <laughs> 
This is it. Your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global. Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. When you have health insurance, it's easy to think, I'm covered, no worries. Well, not so fast. Remember, your out-of-pocket costs are not covered by insurance. That can be a lot of money for your family. But how do you know you're not being overbilled? It's estimated that over 50% of medical bills contain errors. Unless you're a billing expert, how do you know your medical bills are accurate? HealthLock can help. HealthLock is a healthcare technology company that securely connects with your insurance. When your medical claims come in, HealthLock technology reviews the claim for errors like overbilling, wrong codes, and fraud. HealthLock makes it easy to find and fix hidden errors so you pay only what you owe you can even have health lock work on your behalf to get money back from select past bills to date health lock has helped its members save over 130 million dollars bottom line insurance alone isn't enough to save visit healthlock.com do it today before you see another health care provider that's healthlock.com I also was like in college when like Lil John was popping off. Mm. When that whole crunk music shit was popping off, I yeah. was in college. Yeah. Well, that's that's a huge thing with music though is that I've been told and this is not it's not science or anything, but I I haven't been seen it proved wrong yet that whatever you listen to in high school and the early part of college is going to be music to you forever. You're never going to get broken from that thing. Like if you Probably if you not. liked a specific thing when you were in high school, even if you veer away from it, you're always going to have a soft spot for like that, that little piece of the genre. Right. Like I always fuck like, you know, it's like I was also in like middle school and like when Nirvana was popping off or like mm-hmm. um, the amount of hood at the amount of uh, I don't think that the Red Hot Chili Peppers know how many black people fuck with them. I don't I think w- they know. I, would, I don't think they would know. Like, they wouldn't, I, like no. I think they I think they might notice that there are plenty of them at the concert, but I don't yeah. think they they don't know enough to then be like, we would like to do the source awards. <laughs> I don't know if it's that deep. Uh I'll say that it's like all the suburban black people I knew really fucked with them. I think about like I, there's so many times where I've like tried to like listen to socially conscious rap and been like okay, and I feel like I should be taking notes. Like every time I listen to one of those songs, I'm just like, oh, we have such a we have such a like it's just like yeah, it's holding a mirror up to America. It's holding up your mirror to up your like experience as a black person mm-hmm. in America, and I'm just like. I don't want this. I don't want this. Um, I mean, I, I I understand what you're saying, but like, I think like when it comes to like the lyrics, because mm-hmm. like we can all we can both agree that like Little Wayne is Lil Wayne is amazing. Like the use of a metaphor, the use of a simile, like the imagery of shit. Like it's you can don't do that. I so I so appreciate the concession that you're making at the common ground that you're trying to build. But I, little Wayne is my one where I'm like, I don't don't really care. Okay. I, I, here's the thing. I respect his, you know, people talk about lyricism. People talk about his, um, 
adaptability and how he's kept his music consistently relevant over the years. I completely respect that. But overall, if you want to talk about voices, you want to talk about Kendrick's voice. Little Wayne sounds I don't like under- six babies that got possessed by one big baby all talking at the same time. I've, ne- I've never heard I've never heard Little Wayne sound like a grown man. You did. His first album when he was 14. What is confusing to me about Lil Wayne is that he had a deeper voice at mm-hmm. 14 yeah. than he does right now. But it's just the way he performs. It's just his performance voice, I guess. I think when you hear, I think, I think when is. you hear him talk in like an interview, mm-hmm. he does sound like an adult. But yeah, then he sounds dangerous. Then I'm like, no, oh, I don't know if we could be friends. <laughs> okay, we both know you'd never be friends with Lil Wayne. Like, I, I could try. I'm I mean, it could be. People. I mean, listen, honestly, you, you everybody's somebody to talk to. You know, maybe y'all can. <laughs> it's so funny because, like, have you ever had like been friends with somebody, and one of your other friends was like, "Hmm, I wouldn't expect you to be friends with them," and you just go, "I don't know what that means, but it sounds like disrespect." Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, oh, your friend, I wouldn't have expected that. I'm like, I, I don't know if we're comment. gonna. I did not see that coming. I'm like, I don't know if we're gonna stay friends. If we keep having this conversation, but like. Okay, it's like I, I I understand. Like my concession would be, it's reporting the news, right? It's telling mm. what's happening in your hood because sometimes, like, you feel like what's happening to you where you live sometimes feels like this is the only you're the only one going through that. Mm-hmm. So, like, when it's like when you have like more visibility of like when you just increase visibility of different groups of people. Mm-hmm. So like, you know, minority groups, people with different, like, you know, plus size people, people in the disabled community, people in the LGBTQIA community, you know, the BIPOC community, like all of these groups, like we're not, we're starting to see more. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. You're yeah. like, okay, this like, it's almost like a representation thing where it's just like, oh, so you know how your hood is fucked up? Guess what? My hood is also fucked up. This yeah, is what's yeah. happening over here. I can understand. I can give you that concession where it can kind of just show people like you're not the only ones going through this. Sure. But at the same time, you can't play it at a party, though. My concession to you is that I definitely, definitely have enjoyed many club hits over the years. And while I don't always I don't always vibe with everything that comes out. There's usually one about each topic that I'm like, okay, I ride with this. This is okay. This is like so. So you know, we talk about uh, money, sex, alcohol, all the stuff. I have at least every year. I feel like I have at least one money song, one alcohol song, one sex song out of the out of the club hits that I that is just to me undeniably good. And for that reason, I can understand why going down that rabbit hole more. I might. I'm. I might be more into club hits eventually. Okay. Now listen. Now when I find me a husband, right? <laughs> Maybe it'll be easier to find one when I start saying the word correctly. I don't know. Um, of course you would be invited to my wedding, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Now on the program for the wedding, mm-hmm. it will have a designated time to swag surf. It is going to happen. Oh, okay. How do you feel about that song? I I can start preparing now, and okay. then and then I think I'll be good to go. In, so you don't know how time. to swag surf. I don't know how to swag surf well. Mmm, that's not required. The the way that I swag surf though, I most of the dances I think I know how to do. I've been told to stop. That seems right. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Now when I go to we, a club and I try to dance to one of these club hits. I'm you. I usually end up having to apologize to somebody because I don't know how it is that that no one else is knocking drinks out of people's hands. It's just me. But I'm I'm trying to stay coordinated. I'm trying to stay on beat. As someone who has known you for a few years now, you do strike me as someone who has a body. That would not match up well to music. This is exactly like the Kendrick thing. Because I already said what I did. I didn't need you to add to the thing. Thank you so much for listening to our podcast, Hold Up. Or is it called Hold Up? 
Hold up. Uh, 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 uh. There is no way that we can get off a podcast talking about club hits without talking about the song that has caused us the most amount of contention. What are you talking about? You know exactly the song I'm talking about. You Don't know, you look I, at me. I tend to wipe things that I think are absolute trash from memory. I, I, okay. tend to, I tend to try to scrub that out of my consciousness. Don't act like you don't know what I'm talking about. That's right. The amazing cry mob hit, knuck if you buck. Don't act like I wasn't going to bring it up. Here's Mm-mm. the thing. Here's the Mm-mm. thing. Here's the Mm-mm. thing. Knuck hmm. if you buck is, mm. is probably one of the songs that I most despise because it's not, it's not only is it not good. Lies. It just doesn't make any sense to me. So we were having a thing at work one day. We were talking about if there was a new Negro spiritual. I cannot believe we went this long without bringing this up. If there was a new Negro spiritual, what mm-hmm. would it be? Yeah. I, yeah. of course, said Nuck if you buck. Josh came out of fucking not even left field, the parking lot of a baseball game <sighs> and said Georgia, but not the Ray Charles version of Georgia. The ludicrous version with Jamie Foxx singing the Ray Charles verse. I didn't know. I thought it had to be a hip hop song. If I had known it was just completely, I picked a hip hop no, song. No, we were just singing any song. song. No, no, no. Any, any song in the realm of blackness. Uh-huh. I picked Nuck If You Buck that has brought many people together, but also divided so many. It, and it you picked. arrested as many people as it has set free. One, the issue was you brought up a song that only I knew mm-hmm. and you knew. Anyone we else having the conversation because it was you right. and I talking. That's, that's right. why I did that. That's, right. that's why and then, I made it just a you and me thing because it, it was just you and me. I didn't know you were going to blast it out to the rest of the office. No, it wasn't blasted. It wasn't, wasn't blasted out like that. It wasn't blasted out like that because there were other black people standing in their room were having this conversation and they all looked at you like, what song is that? Even Alonzo Bowden, Uncle Alonzo who was in the office one day, said, knock a few buck, of course. And he knew the song. Even someone who's not even, who's black, who didn't even grow up in America, who is British, was like, of course, knock a few buck. And I said, why? And they're like, because of how it makes you feel. Now, I understand that you don't like this song because what did you tell me it sounds like to you? I, I, I don't remember. I can tell you because it hurt me. You said... <laughs> But it hurt me because it was accurate. Okay, it didn't hurt me, hurt me, but I was like, damn, he's right. You said that Nuck If You Buck sounds like a GED getting thrown down the hallway of a juvenile detention center. I do recall that now, yeah. Now, anyone I've ever said that to has been like, he's completely accurate. Yeah. But the song still slaps. The song still slaps, okay? And the thing is, this became a running thing in the office. So me being the individual that I am, got Josh a trophy that said for knucking and bucking and being ready to fight, uh, Josh Johnson. Now, I was going to say first place, but I was telling Roy about it, and Roy said, nah, put runner up, which makes it so much funnier. It makes it so much meaner. And <laughs> you also... It was, it, was, it was... I felt hazed because I was, I was new. <laughs> I didn't like I hadn't been at the show that long and I and you mailed it to me. You did you couldn't just bring it to me like a regular Christian. You mailed it to me. So then I got sent down to 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 security to get my mail and I was excited because I had never got mail at the show before. I was like, who knows that I'm here? And then I opened it up and it was that travesty. when you walked in my office holding it down by your side. <laughs> you know, if you've made it this far in listening to the podcast, you're Woo! an absolute gem. You really are. Uh, we appreciate you. I just want to thank y'all for me, uh, for us listening. I didn't want to bring up Nuck If You Buck at the beginning conversation because I didn't want to, uh, Josh to be mad at me the entire time. Um, but we had to bring up the pinnacle. I mean, we talked about Little John. We had to talk about the pinnacle club mm-hmm. hit. The banger of all bangers okay banger of all bangers really making me regret my concession um (laughs) thank you all so much for listening i'm josh johnson and i'm dulce sloan and 
You've been listening to. This has been a holdup. Because <laughs> we held up their lives. Listen oh, to yeah. this. <laughs> we'll be back with more holdup in the fu- future. Bye. <laughs>